This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Mexico Open. Joining me, breaking it all down, it's the coach. What's going on, coach? Let's go, let's go. Actually, a pretty entertaining day, I thought, uh, for round one at the Mexico Open, calling it on PGA Tour Live, so let's go. Yeah, that's right. You probably saw more shots than anybody. We're going to talk about that, but uh, one thing does preempt round one of the Mexico Open, and that's when Tiger Woods takes the jet to Southern Hills and seemingly coach gets a practice round in ahead of the PGA championship. What do you think of that? The days of anybody, including Tiger Woods, sneaking around this great country of ours are over. He can't slide in anywhere, not even Augusta National, for a practice round. And this this actually happened today. I was in my studio calling PGA, and, and the door comes busting open. Did you guys see? Everybody's talking about it. Chopper 6 showing the footage from overhead. That's exactly what a local news chopper is supposed to do. But what this tells me, and the reports are that he walked 18 holes and that he was out there and it's still, what, three weeks away. We still have two more events before the PGA Championship. But this tells me, Rick, that he is laser-focused and he is dead serious, not just about showing up at Southern Hills and playing, but now that he knows he can make the cut at the Masters, now he's got almost two months, well, maybe a month and a half, to get his leg better, to get healthier. And I think going into Southern Hills, at least in his mind, he's telling himself, if I can walk here, it's not going to be that hot in May like it normally is in August, that I think he believes he's going to be able to contend. I really do. Yeah, it's it is fascinating because we're only 18 days removed from Sunday at the Masters, and you remember him basically hobbling around uh, the the final round there. Well, seems to be back in good spirits. Didn't take enough out of him, coach, where he didn't think that he could get to Southern Hills and put a practice round in a couple of weeks out of the PGA Championship. So this is this is pretty telling about I think the schedule we might see from Tiger Woods, major championships, maybe an extra event here and there. It seems like he's going to get out there and compete. I think I think the, the healthier he's going to get, because we've all seen Tiger Woods, he says one thing, but then when he starts to feel good, he does another. I don't think it's any secret, Rick, that he wants to contend, and his mind believes that he can catch Jack with those 18 majors. He needs three more. And so in order to do that, you can't just play the majors. You can't show up and do what he did at Augusta and say, hey, it's a win if I just play four rounds. That's not how Tiger Woods is made. It's not how what makes him tick. What makes him tick is winning. What makes him tick is being in contention. So as we go forward, is he going to be satisfied just to show up? No, not a chance, because his body's going to get healthier. His body's going to get better. And I think as we see him play more in the majors, then you're going to start seeing him at at least one uh, one tournament in between these majors just to get the rust off a little bit, because you can't do it in three days of practice prior to a major on a Thursday when there's so much uh, circus-type atmosphere going on around you. 
All right. Well, if Tiger Woods wants to uh, go incognito, he's going to need a new jet because uh, we're we're good at tracking the one that he's yeah. got. Uh, Coach, I want to turn our attention to the Mexico Open because, as noted, you've seen a ton of golf today. I want to pick your brain a little bit, but we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Top of the leaderboard, Coach. Let me read off some of these names. Jonathan (laughs) Bird, Brendan Todd, Trey Molinax, Bryson Nimmer, and... John Rahm, who shot a bogey-free 64, gets out quick in the first iteration of the Mexico Open. So he was on my marquee group. I called every single shot of his today, and I noticed on the first tee, normally when you ease into a Thursday, Rick, what do you see from most golfers? We're glad-handing, we're laughing, we're slapping, we're talking down the fairway and easing our way into a tournament. That was not John Rahm today for a lot of reasons. He hasn't won in almost 12 months. He's a reigning U.S. Open champion. That's it. you got to believe there's a big-time chip sitting on his shoulder now that all the attention is going to Scotty Scheffler. He's lost his number one ranking in the world. But this was very telling. He comes out, shoots a bogey-free 7-under-64. And maybe the hardest thing to do in golf is when you show up and all eyes are on you. And I would love to know, Rick, if he has the lowest odds, maybe other than Tiger Woods in the history of the PGA tour during this sports betting time, he came off this morning at plus four thirty-five. There's no way we can bet that. And to go out there as the overwhelming betting favorite and put your foot down and say, boys, I'm the rock star for a reason. And then you do it. That to me was very, very telling. He looked great. It was an easy 64. If there ever was a thing as an easy 64. Yeah, he, he made a birdie on 12. He started on the back, made a birdie on 12, chipped in on 13, and I said, oh, boy, here we go. This yep. Just here we go, Coach. He's just going to make a run at this. But now, uh, yeah, so from, you know, plus 400 or so this morning, plus 160 now, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting much value there. <laughs> you're not. And think about this. Think about how great he is as far as the sports books are concerned. He's tied for the lead with four other dudes. And the afternoon wave is just wrapping up, and you're only plus 160. Let me say this again. I said this on Tuesday. I'm going to say it again. If you bet on John Rahm, you might win, but you're the dumbest golf better ever 
don't make a habit over betting on guys less than plus 500 ever. Yeah, I tend to agree with that sentiment. Uh, Coach, I'm glad you mentioned kind of the afternoon wave because there was a pretty big scoring difference. The morning wave Mm -hmm. was about a stroke, nearly two strokes under par. The afternoon wave, almost a half shot over par. Now, uh, you had eyes on it. It seems like the wind started to kick up a little bit. Things started to get more difficult, and the stats kind of bear that out. Yeah, it it kicked up a lot. And to give you an idea on – 12 is it 12 one of the holes i had kevin not in my afternoon group he didn't even reach the fairway and hit it straight down the middle didn't reach the fairway on one hole then another hole the it was like today i believe john rom hit a four iron this morning and guys were hitting driver three wood in the afternoon so that tells you how much the wind picked up now the upside is rick that those players in the afternoon wave they play first thing tomorrow morning they're going to get that 8 a.m uh winless tea time that John Rahm was talking about. And one guy I want to point out, because I think this is a really cool story, is Alvaro Ortiz. You can tell me where he is right now. He's four under through nine the last time I checked. He's the brother of Carlos Ortiz. He won this event a year ago when it was on the PGA Tour Latin America. And what a story it would be, even if he wins, but what if he just top tens and his brother, he beats his brother and what that could do to catapult, because he's not a member of the PJ Tour. He doesn't have any status. And if he could have a big week this week, what a cool story that would be for another Ortiz brother to do well on the PGA Tour. Yeah, currently three under through 11, but he's got 10 okay. feet for birdie on number 12, so maybe he can get that dropped shot right cool. back. Um, yep. Let's take a look at the odds here, because as I mentioned, John Rahm plus 160 over at Caesar Sportsbook. The next shortest odds are Aaron Wise. He is one shot back, six under par, uh, 65 for him today with Brendan Todd at 14 to one, Aaron Rye at 18 to one. Is there a non-John Rahm name that we could pick out of this group and keep an eye on for the next three days? Yeah, it's Aaron Wise. I bet him today against John Rahm. I lost by a stroke. You never liked – it was just a little sprinkle, though, to shoot a 65 and have your guy lose. But to me, when you're plus 180, that's a lot of value on an opening round. So to me, Aaron Wise has been low-key, playing really well at times this year. And when you're in a, a, a field like this, and look at the names that are below him. Gary Woodland is the only one that most non-hardcore golf fans would even know. So to me, it's Aaron Wise. And then if you want to go a little farther down, I mean, I guess you could pick Gary Woodland. I'm not going to because uh, everybody else has him in our one and done. Uh, but that, that would probably be the guy that uh, that I would go with. Uh, Cam Champ, 35 to one. Did you did you have eyes on his group today? He played with John Rom today. So I had every I had every single uh, step of the way. And he's he was projected at the start of the week at 181st in the FedEx Cup standings. For a guy who's won three times on the PGA Tour, that's not good. But the beauty of PGA Tour Live, you can actually see how these stats bear out. And he had a really good day scoring-wise. He did not hit the ball well at all. His tee shots were offline. His short game was not good. Uh, There's a reason he's struggling so much. But give him credit. He grinded out a 67 today. So at 35-1, to he had a top 10 at the Masters. That's his only top 10 all season long. But if he can get it going like he did at Augusta, that 35 to one, three back, I don't think that's a bad price. 
Yeah, and two pars on the par f- on two of the par fives, which uh, if yep. you're Ken Champ, you cannot do. You can't do not on, not on this course. Not on this course. You got four par fives. You got five par threes. So it's a ball strikers golf course for sure. All right, coach. Back on the call tomorrow. Where can we find you if we want to tune in bright and early? I imagine. Well, in my contract, I only do two feeds. The big one, the main feed, or I do the marquee group. So I'll be the marquee group tomorrow, 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. We're back on the air. Uh, we'll have that answer group again uh, with Tony Finau uh, and Kevin Na, uh, who uh, obviously he was in the news this week, and he was also very serious uh, today as well. You could tell that uh, something was bothering him today. He was not in a good mood. Uh, he is under par, at least last time I checked, uh, but – uh, he's always entertaining to watch, but right now I'm sure there's a lot going on in the mind of Kevin Na. Him and, the spat between him and Grayson Murray is like the least interesting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it's it's like bullying a kid who's half your size. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the kid just won't, I guess, be quiet from everything Grayson Murray says. But here's the thing. You can't make fun of somebody playing slow who's been on the PGA Tour for 20-some years, and you're struggling to even play in a tournament. That's just something you can't do. And he did it. And so Kevin now responded, period. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, coach, looking forward to catching you uh, on PGA Tour live tomorrow. And uh, the first cut will, of course, be back after each and every round this week to chat about all things golf. But for now, big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. The coach is available on Twitter at The Coach Rules. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. And we'll catch you next time.